Welcome to Gaming Casual, the gaming podcast where we talk about games casually. I'm your host, Edge, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lightsaber Ninja. Can't wait to see you edit this one since you never synced. Fuck! <laughs> and Control Freak. Evening. And Twilight. <laughs> hey. And we're here to talk about games, and I'm gonna refrain from talking about Halo for an hour. You're not. You've literally just got Halo news. I know, but I need to read it. So I'm not just reading it as we go and this becomes a podcast of me reading the fucking article. (laughs) I have to finish reading it. I mean, mean, it could be a podcast where you're reading the article and then reacting to said article. Yeah, that'd be better for YouTube. Yeah, that's more of a YouTube thing, of going through it bit by bit and talking about it. Oh yeah, because if there's one thing better than video reaction, it's reading an article reaction. Listen. (laughs) I mean, it's what 90% of YouTube is right now, is people reacting to videos or articles as they're being posted or or read. Otherwise, it's videos of people reacting to people reacting to videos and articles being posted. Or reacting to people reacting to them reacting. I, I can definitely say this. And see, Shanty. The haters are going to fucking flip their shit because on full display at the start of the article, Craig? the grapple hook. Oh, I was going to say Craig. Is he? No, I was making a presumption. Oh, no, he's not. No. That's a shame. Missed opportunity. Craig actually, yeah. Craig doesn't actually show up, but the grapple shot's like the first image in the article. It's a cool new mechanic. It is. I like it. Seriously. I don't understand the hate. Like, as a longtime Halo fan, I do not understand the hate for changing up the mechanics of the game and adding cool new shit. They're just trying to copy Titanfall. Okay. No one cares about Titanfall. Except for the people that actually played Titanfall. I I mean, yeah, I care about Titanfall. <laughs> and Titanfall was a good game. Yeah, the people so. that the people that played Titanfall were like Hey, they're trying to copy Titanfall. Maybe this means people will actually try Titanfall. Please, we need more players. <laughs> Specifically, he needs more players to play with him. Oh, fuck. I just remembered a news item. I do have... <laughs> oh, shit. We got some news today, boys and girls. Don't hype up the news. We don't have news today. News, 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 news. Gaming casual news. Did you, are you, are you on drugs right now? (laughs) Oddly, no, I'm very tired. (laughs) No, this is, this is what happens when the drugs wear off. Uh. (laughs) Ah. All right, so we we need to get them back on the drugs. Got it. Quick, somebody squeeze his cat for more cocaine. I was about to say, you can't squeeze a cat for caffeine. No, cocaine. I do need more caffeine, though. (laughs) I was going to say that's a deep cut reference to you control but i'm pretty sure that you were the one with me who made up the shane on cocaine thing i think that was on an episode of the show yeah but it would have been like it's all bullshit yeah probably which no one ever no actually there are still episodes that exist why there are three of them the lost episodes they're on youtube if you want to go find them good luck though more of a good luck and i'm sorry yeah, <laughs> pretty much. If you find my YouTube channel, I I am sorry right now because it's under construct. It's under perpetual construction. Yeah, it's like the roads in Wisconsin. Ew. Just wait, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Pittsburgh. The eternal construction. Just wait yeah. until I have a PC. 
Shane's YouTube channel will finally, you know, do something. It'll be nothing that I do. You'll just find it, hack it, and take it over as your own. Well, I'll be editing a lot of the stuff that you do. You have so much video potential. I know. <laughs> I'm also humble. Yeah, I was about to say, uh... But anyway, we got some news topics to cover today. Yeah, it's going to uh, be a bit of a quick episode today. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost of <laughs> GameStop stock. I ain't going near that. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I ain't going near that. You guys talk that one out. No, I actually, I had a plan for this. And I just wanted to, to point out, and I have some new news to add to it, but we are not going to deep dive into this. None of us know enough about the stocks, and it's become such a big story that you could find an explainer anywhere. Yeah, that, I mean, that's fair. If you want to deep dive into it, the, there are people way more knowledgeable than us. But basically, Reddit fucked over hedge fund people using GameStop. <clears throat> and it's beautiful. It's um, something. One of, the, one of the companies that does these short squeeze buyback things uh, actually had to get bailed out. <laughs> yep. Five they billion, bet. I think. Yep. They bet so hard that GameStop would fail, and then the Reddit shit happened. Yeah, the 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 most I know is they the short sale was for like a hundred and fifty percent of the available GameStop stock. Yeah, I was like, and well, that that doesn't technically work for a baseline, so that listeners are on page. Like, again, as I said, and we've all said here, just like if you need to really know what's going on. There's plenty of outlets covering it now. It's become a big story. Uh, but the the baseline is in the way that uh, hedge funds and stockbrokers usually fuck with the market. I guess a few redditors just got a wild hair up their ass and decided to fuck back, and it worked. Yeah, one redditor told the rest of the redditors, "Hey, let's go buy GameStop. These guys are trying to screw with it." All right. Yeah, they're, they're manipulating the market one way. Let's try it the other way. And somehow it worked. Now, one of the bad things I do want to say is uh, Robinhood, the stock investment app, has blocked uh, people from being able to buy GameStop stock now. Yeah, but they're about to get a class action lawsuit. Oh, yeah, it's yep. coming uh, because they they blocked buying but not selling. So it's like they were taking sides and manipulating the market, too. And yeah. it sucks because their entire like company slogan is like we're here to democratize the stock market we're here so that the every man can have it and that it's not just for hedge fund managers and shit just just look up the memes about it you'll you'll get a good picture of what's going on yeah we've definitely reached saturation point to where I've, you're probably not wrong memes were probably informative yeah i i look forward to what happens monday yeah now speaking of money and debacles uh, a couple days ago it was announced that microsoft would be raising the price of xbox live raising and, would be an understatement well it's only a dollar doubling it's doubling if you're buying a year but remember last year i had i had talked about the fact that they had silently cut off uh being able to buy a whole year anyway yeah, but that's yeah now the fun remember that actually the fun fact about this story is that when it was reported and when everybody blew up and all the, you know, 
internet game news sites did their videos about it and i think ign had four of them up beforehand uh it wasn't actually news at that point it was still just a rumor microsoft had not officially announced it what they did officially announce a few hours later before the day was done though was that not only are they not raising the price of xbox live now but free-to-play games aren't going to require a paid subscription if you're playing on console. And uh, they're bringing back the ability to purchase a year. As long as you're willing the to buy back double. No, no, there's no price hike. Hmm. That, that was the biggest upset of the last two weeks, was Microsoft basically showing up. It's like, hey, so you guys know how even play like apex legends and Fortnite on the xbox you still needed xbox live gold to do it yeah well you don't need that anymore hey microsoft does this have anything to do with halo infinite having free to play multiplayer no no no, not at all Hmm. i kind of didn't care about the price because i thought one that it already happened but two if it didn't happen that it's inevitable anyway because like i thought that that was part of their roadmap to push everybody into game pass yeah like I mean, if, if if you're paying twelve dollars a month uh for Xbox Live and you could be paying fifteen dollars a month instead for everything that Ultimate entails, well it looks a lot more enticing. That's true. That is very true. I don't it it was an interesting choice on their part, honestly. Yeah. Because, I mean, people have been asking for, like, gold to not apply to free-to-play games for a while. And I know, I think PlayStation even does that. Like, you you can play Warzone without PlayStation Plus. Oh, interesting. I, be- I believe. Don't. Yeah, I'm not 100% no, that would make on that. Sense. That would make sense because my kid had it installed on her PlayStation and she didn't have Plus. Okay, yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, while we're still on the topic of Microsoft, something I found out is the reason that they haven't switched to rechargeable batteries yet is because the, of an ongoing deal that they made with Duracell. Back really? In the, yeah, back in the 360 times. And that's why the Duracell commercials use Xbox controllers. Huh. Too bad Duracell batteries generally suck. Eh. <laughs> See, I, I don't know if they I don't know if they suck. Like if we're comparing them to the other top brand energizer, I just know that a fucking battery is a battery. I'll buy whichever one I can afford. Eh, fair enough. I don't I don't have a brand loyalty for batteries. Nor do I. Hasn't caught on yet for me. I mean, I just have a bunch of rechargeables for anything that does require batteries. See, that makes sense. Like buy rechargeables. Yeah. At this point, there shouldn't even be disposable batteries. No, like all all the batteries should be rechargeable. Like there, there's no point to disposables because when you could just easily buy two sets of rechargeables and you're good to go. Yeah. Like for whatever you need, it's just one set of rechargeables and another set. Then when one set dies, you throw the other in the charger and you're still good to go. Yep. Hell, if you really want to get into the nitty gritty of it, because, you know, 
like for TV remotes, all you need is one set of rechargeable batteries. You're good for a lifetime. Yeah, because then it's like, oh, uh, the batteries seem to be dying. Well, I'm going to bed, throw them on the charger, put them in in the morning. Good to go for another six months. Mm-hmm. You go to bed without the TV? I, I don't have a TV in my bedroom. Oh. Yeah, neither do I. For the first time. For the first time in a very long time, I don't have a TV in my bedroom. Neat. I do it because it helps me to sleep. Not having electronics in the room. Yeah. Hell, I still have that problem with my phone in the room. Because I'll just start watching YouTube. <laughs> and four hours later. How the hell did I watch three playthroughs of two different games? Jesus. I always fall asleep for the main part. Like, I pick a long video, fall asleep for the main part, and then wake up at the end. If I'm going to fall asleep to YouTube or something, I'll pick something I've seen before. Mm. Like, lately, my go-to for falling asleep is uh, Loading Ready Runs Road Road Quest. So I'll just throw on that playlist and fall asleep. Mm. I just... I turn on music or background noise. I have also been using music as of late. Like, like the lo-fi beat or whatever yeah stuff like that or piano yeah like classical piano it puts me right to sleep i love it classical piano classical guitar is good too that or the sound of thunderstorms yes i don't know what it is about a thunderstorm that is just absolutely soothing but mm, love it well so yeah that's a weird off topic yeah we don't really have a topic today i mean yeah, this is, I mean, this is kind of what we're going to be trying to go for, for going forward here. Just, you know, new year, new us, new gaming casual. What, us talking about our sleeping habits? Yeah, welcome <laughs> to gaming casual. How'd you sleep last night? Like shit. Like every night. At least we'll got... get that lucrative Casper money. Oh, that'd be nice. Um, Speaking of Casper... Sure. Yeah, we'll use that as the transition to this. Uh, the Resident Evil Showcase was last week, and we got a new trailer for Resident Evil 8. And all I can say and is, Mama. Uh. <laughs> and the internet collectively went step on me. <laughs> for those of you who are not in the know, Resident Evil 8 features... I, what is she, like, eight foot tall or something? She is an yeah. eight foot tall vampire mama. And the internet wants yeah. to be stepped on by her. Yeah, the internet went crazy over. And her Victorian-era gothic children. And thanks, Resident Evil. Am I supposed to be scared or horny while I play you? <laughs> Although, yes. sad, sad, uh, sad fact, the uh, one of the daughters, the actress, yeah, the, the voice actress that they based her on, uh, I believe, died l- earlier this week after fighting cancer. At like thirty six, thirty six or thirty nine. Uh, damn. Yeah. I only caught a glimpse of the article, but yeah, you know, I saw that. I was like, "Well, that that's a shame." Yeah, Resident Evil Village actress Jeanette Mouse dead at age thirty nine. Yeah. So rest in peace. I think she's the one that puts a sickle through your leg. Yes, yeah, she she's the blonde one. Yeah. Hmm. But yes, rest in peace. Rest in peace and we'll go deal with mama. Yeah. 
How how long do you think it's going to take? You know what? No, we're not getting into that type of topic. There's going to be people who just let her beat on them in a boss fight for like three hours. Oh, no. There, there are going to be people that are going to try and find out every single way she can murder you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's just going to be their mission in that game. Like, how will you hurt me? I feel great. Speaking of. Boys will be boys. Speaking of, um, I've actually been going back and finishing Resident Evil 7, like the main story. Had you not? I had not. <laughs> it's probably one of the many games I, he starts and doesn't finish. It is. It is. But, uh, no, I was playing it um, as a recording last night. And beat uh, the mom... Went through the brother's trap room thing. Uh, Am I... Are you, Is that because I'm spoiling stuff or just because you... I fucking hate those bombs. <laughs> yeah. I... I, The game tricked me. It left a bomb in the middle. Like in a box. Like it, it was clearly like, this box has a bomb in it. So I shot it and it didn't. And I'm like, oh. Oh, good. And then he went to the next, next box, box and blew up. Yeah, next box, it's like, oh, good, I don't have to shoot this one. I can just knife it. Knifed it. Kaboom. Mm. Dick move, game. Dick move. So, my question is, how many times did you die? Uh, only once, actually. Oh, I died. It wasn't like when I was... It wasn't like when I was playing Last of Us 2. (laughs) And died to four different tripwires in the same building. Yeah, that's about how Rezzy went for me. But yeah, I I have noticed, like, the game's quality after you beat, uh... It takes Mar- a drastic Marguerite. shift. It really does. Yeah. I got at that point, very, you're loaded up with weapons. I got very, very close to the end. Uh, before I lost access to the game. Very close to the end. I just got like, to the ship. Okay, I was about to say how far how far too close were you? I I was at the very end of the ship. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I think that puts you at like the last half hour ish. Yeah, there was not you much know, game left. That's I did that with Tomb Raider, but like not because I lost access to Tomb Raider, I just went on to play something else. Turns out I had stopped playing ten minutes before the final boss fight. Good job. Yeah. Like, I I meant to go back to it. It's like, alright, I'm here, and I'm gonna stop and go play whatever the hell else I was playing at the time. I was like, oh god, I really should beat the Tomb Raider remaster. And then I went in and was playing it. It's like, you mean I was right next to the final boss? God damn it. (laughs) But yeah. Uh... So in the showcase, they obviously showed off Resident Evil 8, which is bringing back Resident Evil 4's attache case system. Yeah, I saw yep. that. Attache? Yes. Which, attache. hooray, because the inventory system in Resident Evil 7 can suck a bag of dicks. Yeah, I was fine with the inventory in 7. It wasn't that bad. It's too small. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, But they also announced something that I'm not super happy which, with, which is RE-verse. Yeah, that, Cap- that thing can blow chip. Capcom, I, I, 
I'm talking to the entity that is Capcom right now. You'll never hear this, but I want you to know all of your multiplayer option, like your multiplayer games have failed spectacularly. Stop doing it. Especially about that one that came out with you. It's not good. It was buggy and bad. It had a host system and anytime somebody disconnected, the whole game would shut down. Sounds about like it was. It wasn't. It wasn't great. And then there was um, uh, Operation Raccoon City, which was bad. There was that Umbrella Corpse one, like the first person shooter. <laughs> I, I don't even think. I, I think I never people played it. that for like a. I I don't even think I tried that one. Yeah, I had I had uh, Raccoon, the Raccoon City one, and I actually like I enjoyed the story mission. But then the PvP element, I was like, yeah, fuck that. Well, even the story missions. I played through the whole game solo, and it's clearly built for co-op. Yeah. So, like, the boss fight with Nemesis took me two, like, an hour. It took me, like, an hour to beat it because I kept fucking dying. Mm. See, I, I, because I was Nemes- lucky enough to have uh, a couple buddies that did pick it up. Yeah, because Nemesis can just absorb bullets. <laughs> I will say I did think about picking it up for PC just to replay the story. And if it goes on sale again, I still might just to, you know, run through it quick in co-op. Because I, I agree with you. The story was the story was cool. But doing any of the PvP stuff, it was like, yeah, no. Yeah. Capcom, stick to co-op and we'll be happy. Yeah. You guys want to do a co-op game? Good on you. Keep doing that. Five would well apart from some other glaring issues with five, five would have been fine co-op and yeah. Then for some reason you skipped to seven. It was weird. No, no, no. Six, Six wasn't the worst thing ever. It was just, they decided to take all of the brain cells for all of the collective characters and huck them out the back of a van. Oh, let's because... hear Shane talk about Leon and the president for the 48th time. No, we're not going to listen to me talk about the president in that game for the 40... Leon and the president in that game for the 40th time. Mr. President, don't make me do it! <sighs> Clearly, I don't have to, because control will. You've dealt with zombies before. You know yes. what a zombie is, Leon. Why do you sound like Puffin Forest? Well, one... <laughs> That's insulting to Puffin Forest, and two, I mean, it, it's better than if I did an actual impression of you. You just have to quote Hiccup at that point. Come on, Toothless, you know what zombies are. Will you stop that? Uh, but no, uh, aside from glaring character stupidity, Six was not the worst. Did I, like? I feel it did a good job of combining all of the previous Resident Evil games, because... Are you telling me I need to give Six another chance? I, I will put it this way. Leon's story played out fairly similar to Resident Evil 4. Chris's story played out very similar to Resident Evil 5. Now, the only one that was weird, because it was a strange amalgamation and then some, was uh, for the Birkin storyline. Oh, Shelly Shelley Birkin and the what's-his-face Wesker's Wesker. clone. Yeah, Wesker's clone. We'll just put it that way. Because I think that's what he was. Um, no, I thought he was his genetic son. Was it his genetic son? Eh, it might have been. It's been a while since I've played through that. Um, but 
their story was the only one that I I just kind of had to sit there and go, huh? Because they brought back like the giant wannabe zombie from uh, four, like the behemoth zombie guy. Oh, the the fucking oh my god, El Gigantor or whatever they call them. Yeah, El Gigante. <laughs> yeah, um, but they had so they had like larger versions of that. And then they also had their own version of a nemesis. Like that was the only storyline in six that just kind of made me kind of shrug and be like, eh, I could take it or leave it. But Chris's storyline played out like Resident Evil five did. And Leon's storyline played out like Resident Evil four did. So I was, I was actually fairly okay with their, their gameplay. Again, the characters were still somehow dumber than before, because I don't know how you forget what the fuck a zombie is and what you should do to it, but yeah, whatever. Maybe Leon, well, Leon if, had terminal brain damage. If you ever want to co-op through RE6 and it comes on sale again, just let me know. All right. Yeah, I mean, and then okay, I own it. For my, you? Two, yeah. for my two cents on the subject, uh, RE6 has seen a bit of a renaissance lately with more people coming to appreciate it for what it is yeah i'll give it another shot you own it on pc right yes okay yeah i think i bought it one of the times that capcom did their like all right we're gonna sell all of our resident evil games for dirt cheap and i was like well i don't own these ones yet so i ended up picking up the bundle i think i got like the four five six bundle so i currently have resident evil two three four five six resistance on pc see i have uh resident evil one and zero two three four seven and six yeah i didn't re-pick up seven because i bought that on console when it first came out see when i got it on console i didn't get all the dlc so i re-picked it up so i'm just gonna run through i mean it's a i haven't got i don't have the dlc that is true it's kind of a short game honestly i well, there is an achievement for beating it in three hours, which I've got. Oh, well, good for you. I mean, it, it's fairly simple to do because after you beat the game, you unlock the... Uh, oh, what's the name of the gun? You basically unlock a super can, can cannon that uses regular pistol ammos. Is it the 40? It's not the 44, is it? No, it's like it's a chemical weapon. Oh. It's, it's like a specialized gun. You get it at the end of the game, and then when you start a new game, you start the game with it. Ah, and it's it's just a beast of a gun, and it uses 9mm ammo. So you get that, because there's two achievements that are kind of a pain in the butt. One is, you only access your inventory three times total. Keep in mind, you have to access your inventory twice when dealing with the brother's stupid puzzles. So you get one other time to access your uh, inventory. Um, but you use that... You skip picking up any other weapon and any other ammo, so you just grab pistol ammo and key items and run through with that. Because that means you can't use health items either, does it? Doesn't it? No, you can. Uh, health items are a quick button. Oh, remember? Yeah. So you don't have to go into your inventory to heal to use them. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's the like the three times you can access your inventory. You sh- need to access your inventory is when you uh, first enter the brothers little traps when you leave those traps and then when you play as ethan again so you have three times that you must access your inventory box and so you have to 
basically play the rest of the game while doing hyper item management. And I think it's it may not be your actual inventory. I think it might be your inventory box. Because there are some items you have to combine. Uh, uh, I'd yeah, have to double check yeah, the achievement. I'd have to that, reread it. <laughs> well, that would make more sense. Because you have to access your your like inventory every time you use a key. Yeah, you got to access it frequently. But but as far as the I forgot about the little box system too. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That, that sounds like a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I got both of those achievements on one run. So the three hour one and the, uh, resource manager. Yeah. It's specifically your, the open the item box, not your inventory. Sorry. Um, but I did it specifically by using that pistol. Fair enough. God, I use that box all the time though. Right. Cause you get so much ex other stuff. As you're playing through. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't carry much. Yep. With but that's why you use that specialty pistol, because it's it's pretty much it doesn't one shot like the shotgun can, but the fact that you can just use your basic nine mil ammo means you have more ammo than you'll ever need for it. Yeah. So on the subject of Resident Evil, um, the developer on RE4 Remake has been let go and replaced by Division 1, the main developers of Devil May Cry and Resident Evil. Huh. So M2 was working on the remake. They, they contributed to Resident Evil 3, like towards the end. They are a third-party developer... Uh, led by a former head of Platinum Game. And at the end of development for RE3, they brought him on as a executive producer, and then they their, his team helped finish it up. Uh, but their main job was going to be to do RE4, and Capcom felt that they didn't change it up enough, that they were being too slavish to the original and has now booted them and replaced them with Division 1, the in-house Capcom team. Hmm. hmm. Okay. I mean, that, and that's, that's one of the things, like, because Resident Evil 2 played it fairly faithful with the original, but they, they changed enough to give it a new feel. Yeah. Like, there, there were aspects that pretty much played out part for part like the helicopter and a lot of the puzzles but then some of the locations you would go to like you'd get to them in different manner uh and then just the general design for some of the locations changed up so yeah, yeah staying, it staying is too faithful to originals not always good no but it, it will be interesting to see what happens because the other another time that i remember capcom being like change it up was when Ninja Theory was developing DMC. They showed them their idea sketches for Dante, and Capcom was like, he doesn't look different enough. If we wanted you to... If we didn't want to radically change Devil May Cry, then we just would have made a sequel. 
and had them go back and change it. Like, nobody liked the way Dante looked whenever they finally unveiled him. Yeah. <laughs> you, boy. <laughs> and that's the one where Capcom's like, yeah, you did good this time. Can, so, can get rid of the, uh, the escort quest for RE4. Leon! I swear to God, I wish I could just shoot her. Think a that was part of the only. Did. That was one of the only reasons you would actively get like the uh, the DLC armor for her, the knight armor, because she couldn't get yeah. carried away, and you could just yeah. ignore her, kill everything, and then drag her along afterwards. Stand here. Will I'm sure you as bait? I'm sure that they would have tweaked that up, though. I mean, I'm sure they would have, but. But anyway, yeah, that. That's happening. Um, KOTOR rumors. Oh, yeah. So I wasn't even going to talk about this. But there's... So there were rumors that maybe BioWare was working on it. Now we know they're not doing uh, Mass Effect. Um, EA's not handling it at all. And the only reason I'm mentioning it is because Bloomberg's Jason Schreier tweeted out, yeah, no, this is legit. If if they do a new KOTOR-type game, it's made by a different uh, studio, and you won't guess who is developing it. That's what he said. He didn't say who was. LucasArts. No. (laughs) Because they only publish now. Which is a shame, but okay. I mean, yeah. I, and the, the question with a, a new KOTOR is, are they revamping old KOTOR to bring it back? Or is I, it going I think, to be brand new? Yeah, no, I think that we're <clears throat> when they say KOTOR, they're talking about, like, an RPG. And I honestly think that we're going to get KOTOR, uh, Knights of the High Republic. Kosher? No, there's no S in there. <laughs> I, I would be okay with Knights of the High Republic. I would also be okay with uh, Old Republic 3. I am okay with both of these options. Yeah, I'm okay with anything. I just I want a dope uh, Star Wars RPG. Uh, preferably one with real-time combat. Yes, I agree. I would like a more action-focused Star Wars RPG. You want to play a dumbed-down MMO? No. <laughs> I, I tried so the- many times to like to like play and enjoy Kotor, and it's just it started to slog on for me. And I was like, "Well, I'm bored." <laughs> See, I can actually handle it in both Kotor and Jade Empire. I I, I enjoy those games for what they are, but they're just not my thing. In the same vein, um, the a new version of it is like the first Dragon Age game. Yeah. That, that relies on dice rolls, but it's trying to look real time. Yeah. And it just makes your character kind of swing at nothing. All your hits feel like there's no weight behind them. Unless you go into the uh, time pause mode where it then just turns to a RPG, like tactics RPG. Yeah, and I despise turn-based combat. 
I won't want to play Baldur's Gate. No. Because mm. that, that is 100%. I could play Dark Alliance. Play what? Baldur's Gate Dark you Alliance. You could play Dark Alliance. Yeah, that's true. Fine. Avoid Baldur's Gate 3. Because huh. Dark Alliance was good. I, I will give but you But Baldur's that. Gate 3 is also good. Yeah. Dragon Age uh, is good. Yeah. I enjoyed the first Dragon Age. Maybe it's because I've only played three. I mean, it's a pretty successful series that people I like. I mean, look, I'm not saying that, you know, the people who like it don't have the reasons for it. I just never got into it. I will say it felt a little clunky. The third one especially just to feels me. like you're playing a single player MMO. Actually, I like the third one more than the second really? one. Yeah, fair enough. Because yeah, a lot of people feel that way. The second one, you had the overworld Which was map. the third one. Yeah, because there was the DLC, which was sizable. There was that. Well, there was Origins. Yeah, that was the first there's one. Dragon Age. There's Dragon Age, then Origins, then uh, two, then three. I mean, Dragon Age Origins was the first one. Then there's one. There is one in between one and two. Because it was uh, it was Dragon Age. Um, third one was Inquisition. Uh, I'm forgetting the yeah. second. No, one. it's Dragon Age Origins. That's I the first yeah, one. Dragon Age Two. No, yeah. yeah, and the second one was just called Dragon Age yeah. Two. Yeah, because there was uh, there was the DLC uh, for Awakening, which was a sizable DLC, but it was just a DLC. Hmm. Yeah, that's probably what I remember something with a standalone release. I mean, maybe, but I I remember a a a physical release a standalone release in between one and two the only other thing i could think of would be like there was a i won't even call it a mini game um, it's okay we'll, we'll never heroes know heroes of dragon age but that's that's a whole different thing yeah that's not what i'm thinking of either but it's cool we'll never find out there's no way to know moving i i literally googled it and there's no other no other thing that i can see oh then you should have said that but that that's why I said the only other game that I saw was Heroes of Dragon Age. Anyway. <laughs> no, I was thinking Dragon Age subtitle. Um, yeah. yeah. But I will I will say again, because before we kind of spun away, um, Dragon Age 2, the world was too small. You had like three zones you you basically would explore. Um, so you had your forest palette, you had the city palette, and you had the underground palette. And that was it. And you would they do like these weird lot, time hops. What was that? They streamlined a lot in that game, like too much. Yeah. From what I recall people complaining about. Yeah, because it was like you'd go through the tutorial opening and like you, you get to the climactic moment of it. And it's like, all right. And now two years have passed and you are in this next city. And then you do a couple missions there. OK, another two years have passed. You now go on this grand adventure to the Underdark. It's not called the Underdark. It might as well be, though. And you get through the mission there, and it's like you get back to the surface, and another, like, five years pass. It's like, all right, now it's five years later, and now this thing's going on. So it, it you were always, there was never, like, a, okay, it's a downtime. Like, yes, here is your next quest location. Like, you, you go there to do the next thing, but you don't have to. There's all this other stuff to explore. You didn't get that there's other stuff to do moment. Yeah. Wasn't there less choice in how the story plays out too? Yeah. It was, it was definitely more of a, I wouldn't even say straight and narrow. It was like you either go this way or that way. Yeah. It was very polar. 
with its uh, decisions. Um, whereas Origins, there was a lot of gray area you could go into with how you would interact with different characters and what you would choose and how that affected the ending. And in turn, actually, it, uh, there were minor changes in Dragon Age 2 based on what you did and then drastic changes in Dragon Age Inquisition based on what you yeah. did in 1 and 2. It, all around, Inquisition seems to be the favorite. Yeah, because it, it brought back the wanderlust that you had with Origins with a uh, with a very rich story that your character was in-depthly involved in. Yeah. And that is my Dragon Age rant. All right. <laughs> uh, veering way off topic. Well, I know about Something. Dragon Age is that Severin, Fenris, and Dort. Dorian has the best voices. I barely remember the characters, I won't deny. It's been it's been a long time since I played these. It's been an age. <laughs> a dragon's like I said, age. I tried some of the fourth one, and I didn't like it. But yeah, I, so I do I'm look like, forward to the fourth yeah. one. But yeah, making making a hard turn here into different news. Tencent, Tencent is almost a trillion dollar company. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, gaming overlords. Oh, dude, they are huge. I know. I know. It, it's it's scary. They're bigger than I even knew. Uh, the reason that um, PUBG and Fortnite settled out of court is because Tencent now owns both of them. No real shock there. Yeah. Um, anyway, they have been racking up billions to make a major purchase. And there's a ton of, you know, candidates in Asia alone that it could be. But there's two Western companies that they allegedly have their eye on that scares the shit out of me. And who would that be? Electronic Arts or Take-Two. Oh, no. (laughs) I hate both of those statements. Yeah. Oh, no. Now... They have the money, but both those companies are profitable companies that it would have to be a hostile takeover. Doesn't I don't know how much that would stop them. I mean, like they don't seem like the kind of company who's like, well, we have the money to buy out uh, to buy a majority stake in your stock, but I guess we won't. Uh, yeah, that'll that'll be interesting if they. If they choose to or manage to do that. It'll be very interesting. Um, With, uh, I mean, obviously with all the IP that EA owns. um, But with Take-Two in particular, I know that this is stupid and way off the mark for any worry that we should have. But just like one of those, you know, baseline insignificant worries is just I like the ham-fisted satire of Grand Theft Auto. I don't want to see them censored. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm kind of curious, actually, what uh, GTA for uh, China looks like. Yeah. Because, I mean, there is well, a 2K... Ch- there's a 2K China. Although yeah, Rockstar well, there's also, doesn't exist over there. There's a lot of developers in China right now, like like Chinese offices and stuff. Um even when consoles weren't allowed in the country, Ubisoft had Ubisoft Shanghai. But um, 
Yeah. I wonder what the Chinese uh, gaming console was at that time. Yeah, it would be interesting because that's before mobile would have broken out. Currently, the the top console is the Switch, and then there's tons of mobile gaming in China. That's why only Chinese companies make mobile games. <laughs> and then the bootleg yeah. versions of current-gen systems. <laughs> yeah. The ones that run shitty emulation. Yep. <laughs> or the official ones like the... Uh, the N cube or the shield that plays Wii games. Yeah. It actually has a better version of twilight princess HD than came out on the Wii U. Really? Yeah. Cause it, it not only takes advantage, it not only does the HD textures, but it takes advantage of the, uh, AI functionality that NVIDIA has for like DLSS and stuff. But this was before they had a name for it. Huh? And it, yeah, it just, it uprised it even better. Go figure. Sorry, now I'm just looking at lists of Chinese knockoff consoles. The PolyStation, the Trinecast. Uh, speaking, speaking of the PolyStation, uh, there was one, the Pop Station. And I found a website that sold the Pop Station 3 in bulk so that you could stock up like your... Uh, claw machines and stuff <laughs> and they were as low this is whenever they sold for like $30 and like they could they didn't I don't know if they had emulators built in but they could do like mp4 video right. um but uh but you were buying them for like 64 cents a pop you just had to buy a crate of 200 or more what about the uh oh no that's is that an Android one? Eh, it probably is Chinese. The ZTE Funbox? Hmm. ZTE is an interesting company from China. Yeah, there's just there there's a lot of weird shit that comes out of that country. Yeah. Oh yeah. Flagrant disregard for IP. Oh, absolutely. Speaking yeah, so on that, Tencent is uh eyeing up new acquisitions. Yeah. And at least two of them could be detrimental. And that's just with me ignoring literally every other option open to them. Let's yeah. not forget, they also have uh, all the companies that I had listed before about Microsoft potentially buying in Japan. Those are all on the table for Tencent. So we're, this, is, this is a weird thought. America has game developers. Japan has game developers china has game acquisitions um what about the rest of the world well friend i mean i don't hear i don't hear well that's the thing like i don't hear about this new game coming out from britain or well, spain or any other country ubisoft is france cd project red is poland uh io interactive is also poland there's a Swedish developer that's actually on the list for potential Tencent um, acquisitions that makes a bunch of MMOs. Uh, yeah, well, MMOs are general. I always classify those as Korean. Most of those are Korean. Well, now. Korea does have a, have a lot, but I'm just saying there is yeah. one Swedish developer who all they've developed is MMOs. Huh. Maybe I just always see it as, like pushed out 
just with the American company name. Like I, I'm always like, because you, when you think about the games, you don't think about their country of origin, do you? Like when I think of cars, cars always have that staple of the country they're from. Video games well, Grand don't Theft have Auto, that. Grand Theft Auto comes out of Scotland, and uh, Forza Horizon comes out of Britain. Yeah, but we don't think about that. Control Control's point is we don't like, with the exception of like anime games, because obviously those games just oh they That's they Japan. come from Japan. <laughs> yeah, but it's like we. For the most part, we don't give a thought to where games come from. Like, we don't give a thought to, oh. Well, I I think that the way that we view it, to be honest, is that you have Japanese games. You have Chinese-made uh, things. And then you have Western games. Yeah. And so, like, if it's developed in Canada or America or Britain... Or Poland, like we just think of them as Western. I mean, yeah, you're right. Guess I don't know. It's, it, I guess it. I guess it's maybe just a weird thought for me because, like, when I look at games, I don't ever like consider the fact that they're developed from other countries, and I don't see necessarily like a difference within the game that would kind of signify that there is. There is no. Yeah, you don't look from the, the region. Go, oh, that's Polish. Yeah, but I, I you see that with most other things, you know. Again, the the big one will yeah. always be cars because cars are always like they have that staple of the nation they're from. Like you're you're never gonna miss like mistake a German engineered vehicle versus a you know French engineered vehicle versus an American made vehicle stuff like that. Yeah. Because, like, as you were naming those companies, and it was like, so where's Grand Theft Auto developed from again? Sweden? Scotland. Scotland. Any Grand Theft Auto I've played, I, I, I don't see that from it. And that would actually be interesting if Scotland had, like, their own version of Grand Theft Auto that was some area within Scotland. I'd yeah. play it. I'd be curious about that shit. Technically, they had... I mean, technically, they uh, they had gangs of... I know London's not in Scotland. Don't at me. <laughs> but they had, they had uh, gangs of London on the PSP. Yeah. like Although not many people played the PSP. No, well... Uh, and the game. <laughs> but then we had... I mean, you had a Grand Theft Auto-type game set in... Uh, Hong Kong? Is that where Sleeping Dogs took place? Yeah. Yeah. And then the getaway, which was set in London, which was Grand Theft Auto esque. But none of none yeah. of it's the tongue in cheek like Grand Theft Auto is. It they're all very serious games. Yeah, and it's not like you said, it's not distinctive. It's not like you would look at that and go, Not only is this set in uh London, but this is clearly a British game. Yeah. And I think the closest we've we're going to get to that is maybe Watch Dogs Legion? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Uh, I think The Witcher a little bit, because it's based on, you know, its area of mythology. The yeah. The the degree of lore that comes from that area is definitely present within The Witcher. And the style, yeah. like, the style of that countryside is very reminiscent of it. Yeah. Um... 
but my final thing to bring up is that uh, down in New Zealand, Gabe Newell is. I don't know why I yoded that, but uh, down Gabe. in New Zealand, Gabe Newell is. But um, he ended up doing a bit of an interview, talked about how great Half Life Alex uh, did, and then announced that there are several games in development right now. None of which are Half-Life 3. <laughs> well, it's, it's at least notable because they generally don't even announce that they're working on games. So for him to actually say, yeah, we're doing something, is hopeful that we'll see another Valve game in the next five yeah, years. Yeah, but it could just be a very elaborate troll. None of none of them are Half-Life 3. None of them are Left 4 Dead 3. And it's going to be something different. It's Counter-Strike. Again. It's- no, it's it's TF3. I'd be okay with that, actually. <laughs> well, no, we, we all know Gabe Newell has an irrational fear of the number three. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing will ever have a three and be assigned to Valve. Well, no, it'll be called, like, Team Fortress Apocalypse or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Team Fortress 2.5. Team Fortress 2, Episode 1. Team Fortress 2.9. And then they're just going to keep doing updates to that. So it's 2.91, They'll never get to to anything having a 3. Yeah. 2.9.9.1. The the next (laughs) Counter-Strike is just going to be Counter-Strike Space Offensive. Counter-Strike Space Force. Yeah. But... Uh, alright, I think that's a good place to wrap up for the day. Unless anybody has anything else that they want to add quick. I mean, I wouldn't mind Actually, ripping on the Space Force. Yeah, we'll <laughs> save that for a different podcast. <laughs> Actually, though, I don't. Good to know. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> but alright. Thank you all for listening. Um, You want to know the stuff we do on the internet? Check in the description or follow us on Twitter. Description's down below. At Gaming Casual. Which is also which down is below. All, yeah, which is also <laughs> down below, but I'll say that one. Uh, at Gaming Casual Pod. And yeah, I got nothing else for the wrap up, so thank you all for listening and good night. Peace out. He's really out of practice. We apologize, folks. We'll do better in the future. <laughs> <laughs>